you know, when you eat something and you feel like really full and you, your belly is about to explode because you ate too much, most people find that very uncomfortable. But for me, it kind of turned me on. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that wants to be a part of the show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can email us directly at oplpodcast at gmail.com or just visit our website, oplshow.com. Yeah, and if you want to join our growing Patreon community, head over to patreon.com slash oplshow. You'll get weekly bonus episodes that are actually behind-the-scenes episodes of me and Joe kind of prepping for the conversation to come that week, so you'll actually know what the topic is ahead of time. Plus, we do follow-ups with other guests. You'll get access to our Discord channel, and you'll be part of our charitable venture called Helping Other People, where we take 25% of the Patreon funds each month and put it towards a charitable venture. So check that out at patreon.com slash OPL show. And today we will be speaking with a woman who practices feederism, uh, also called feedism, with her boyfriend. And she specifically is the feedee and her boyfriend is the feeder. So thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So probably best to kick this off if you can kind of define those terms that I just said for us so that everyone here is on the same page. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of terms, I guess, to define. <laughs> uh, so it's called feederism, and basically it's a sexual fetish for most people uh, related to weight gaining uh, and feeding in general. But there are a lot of different kinds of people, I would say, in the community. So you have feeders and feedees who participate by either feeding someone to make them gain weight or eating excessive amounts of food to gain weight um, for the goal of sexual pleasure. But then you also have fat admirers, which are people who basically admire <laughs> uh, fat people. Or, I'm sorry, I'm saying the word fat. To me, that's not a negative term. I'm just saying it to describe. You yeah, know. of course. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, so you have fat admirers who are people who don't necessarily partake in the feeding process, but just are attracted to curvy women or men. Um, and then you also have uh, within the community different kinds of people who practice uh, feedism. On the feedy side, you have big, beautiful women, which is something that's pretty well known. <laughs> uh, and then you have SSBBW, which is super sized, big, beautiful women, uh, which are people who are uh, on the bigger side of things. So they're very large people. And then you also have big, handsome men also, and super sized, big, handsome men. Wow. Okay. So there was a lot more like categories of this than, you know, I was familiar with. Uh, but a question for you is, you know, when did you kind of uh, get into this? I know, you know, now you have a partner that you are currently, you know, doing this with. Uh, is this your first time or have you done this before with previous partners? So I've, I've done this before with previous partners, uh, but I wasn't really in a relationship with someone who practiced it until um, a year ago. Uh, that, so that's when I met my current boyfriend before that, I did participate. I was on the feederism community, uh, which is an app called Phoebe. That's the 
most well-known one. Um, and so you would have people who want to gain weight or want to watch other people gain weight, gain weight who create profiles. And then um, a lot of, I'm, I will be talking for women and men from my perspective. Mm-hmm. For me, I joined the community and pretty fast I had people telling me that they wanted to help me gain weight. So I did practice with other people, but it was mostly just them sending me uh, meals or PayPal money to get meals uh, to be able to make posts on the community. community. Um, I first got into it when I was pretty young. I mean, I knew about it. And I grew up in a family that had pretty harsh standards when it came to weight. Um, So they often told me that I was too chubby, I was too fat, I needed to eat less, even though I was never really fat growing up, but I did kind of live in a, (laughs) yeah, in a family that wasn't very accepting of, you know. um, And so I, I think I've always been attracted to the idea of being big. Uh, I'm bisexual as well, and I was always attracted to bigger women. And I couldn't really put a name on it. I couldn't really understand it. I was just attracted to it. I fantasized about it. I thought about, you know, eating and gaining weight and feeling heavier. And it kind of made me want to pursue it but at the same time i was you know living in a in a place where it wasn't really acceptable um so i held off i didn't do anything about it but i did notice over the years that you know when you eat something and you feel like really full and you your belly is about to explode because you ate too much most people find that very uncomfortable but for me it kind of turned me on (laughs) Interesting. The idea of being so full and having someone feed you even though you're full, it kind of just, I don't know what, it kind of just turned me on. So I looked into it and I watched, I remember I watched, uh, I think it was a show about, wasn't my my strange addiction or something like that? And there was a couple, um, there was a man who was a feeder with his wife and she was extremely large. And I remember the whole point of the episode was kind of describing them as, you know, bad people. Um, He was feeding her to the point that she couldn't move anymore. And he was portrayed as this manipulative or enabling person who wanted to hurt her so she could be under his control. And on the side of the woman, it was portrayed as this woman is lazy and she doesn't want to do anything and she wants to be immobile. But I think people don't really see beyond that um, that it could be like a choice and it's it's sort of you're also saying that there is a sexual component to it as well right yeah definitely there is a sexual component to it um, there is a big sexual component to it because it's about you know physical attraction but there's also it's a it's a BDSM type of relationship where you have someone who wants to become dependent on the other person uh, by means of gaining weight Mm. So when you were first introduced to this, and I guess it, it appealed to you for all the reasons that you just said, if you don't mind sharing, do you know what your weight was when you kind of started that journey? Um, actually, I 
do know my weight. I know in kilograms, so I'm just quickly gonna. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do I okay. So my weight uh, when I started was about one seventy. One hundred seventy pounds. Yeah. So I, I was, I, you know, I was chubby, but I wasn't that big. <laughs> um, and I, had, you know, I had struggled with food and weight for for years. I would like gain weight and then lose it, and then gain and lose. And I was, I always felt better when I was bigger. Mm-hmm. I just felt better in my skin. I felt sexier. I felt more attractive. But I thought it was, you know, unacceptable. No one would ever be attracted to me if I was <laughs> if I was big, which was um Well, so you know, you know that when you start this journey, you'll obviously be gaining weight. So for you, when you decide, okay, I'm, I'm 170 pounds, I've discovered this, this is really appealing to me, do you set a weight goal or do you kind of just get started and see what happens? Yes. So right now I'm, I'm 215. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's up from 170, you said? Yes, up from 170. In about, I would say in about a year and a half. Um, and my goal i would say my limit is 250 um is that something i I was sorry i was gonna say is that something that you're actively like every day you're eating a lot so that you can continuously gain weight and eventually hit 150 i generally just eat whatever i want (laughs) Uh, i do tend to eat more than the average person i'd say just because i've been used to eating a lot um I do pursue the goal in the sense that when we do have time, we will we will do a feeding session, um, which is. Yeah, can you describe how that works a little bit? Kind of paint the picture for us. Yeah, so it, it depends on people. You know, some people like just like to eat a lot to gain weight. Other people like the feeling of being too full. Um, for me and my boyfriend, we have been practicing force feeding, which is basically when we have time, like once a week, once every two weeks, we will do a big meal um, and I would have to finish it. And if I don't, he would feed it to me or force feed it to me. When you say big meal, how big are you talking? Um. Well, we plan it ahead, you know, we would, I would think throughout the week what I would like to eat. It's always, um, you know, stuff that's very uh, caloric and very, yeah, greasy. Uh, I don't tend to eat like that every single day because, you know, it kind of makes you sick. So every day I try to eat like healthy, even though I, I eat a lot, I try not to eat too many sweets and stuff, but then we would maybe get like a a big cake and um maybe like four meals um like four full fast food meals um plus desserts and you know snacks before it would be a whole day just dedicated to yeah eating as much as possible (laughs) so it's like period like it's not every day but it's it's just kind of like how frequent is it is it once a week or once every two weeks where you guys have one of these big feeding sessions i'd say once a week to once every two weeks yes and with that you know clearly i mean you described like a cake and 
you know, a bunch of fast food meals, like, what, like, how do you like feel even after that? And also, can you kind of describe, you know, what you mean by force feeding? Like, if you can't finish the food anymore, will he literally just grab the food and like put it in your mouth? Basically, yes, but there's a whole process that goes into it. So we would start, you know, the day just getting ready, get the meals ready and everything. And then um, when I get to the point where I feel too full, it actually feels good to me. It feels, um, it kind of, it turns me on. <laughs> and on his side, um, he would, you know, take care of me and massage my belly so I could eat more. And it's, it's, you know, between us, it's kind of very gentle and stuff because we're in a relationship, we're in love. So it's more about like taking care of me. But I know for other people, it can be literally force feeding. Hmm. And then the sexual tie-in, does a day like that of feeding, of possibly force feeding, does there have to be intercourse involved too? Or is the sexual aspect of it just the act of feeding and the feeling and the fact that you're kind of going through this together? Yeah, just the act of feeding is um, is enough for me. I know for other people it might not be. Just because <clears throat> when you eat that much, you know, um, <laughs> being kind of moved around that kind of makes you feel nauseous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's not always, it doesn't always end in sex, but it, it sometimes it does. But the other way around is true. Like most of the times when we're having sex, I'll be eating something at the same time. Mm, wow. I was going to ask that because, you know, some people also just incorporate some sort of food into the bedroom anyway. Um, so I imagine uh, if you were into this sort of thing that, there would be a food component when you guys have sex. What kind of things would you be eating typically during sex? Well, I know something easy to eat, like um, chicken tenders or something. Oh, okay. That sounds great, honestly. Finger <laughs> finger foods. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound great. I know, right? Imagine like chicken tenders during sex. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so... It's mostly about the fantasy of it, you know. It's um, I know a lot of people don't actually want to gain weight. For me, I I wanted to try it, you know. I wanted to to see what it would feel like. So I set a limit for myself, um, just because I don't want to become immobile. Like I don't want to get so big to the to the point that it hinders the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I still like to be active, you know, I have a job, I want to go hiking and camping, I want to do things. Uh, I know for other people, the goal is to be completely immobile. But for most people, I think it stays in the realm of fantasy, where they would just talk about it. Um, you know, they would talk about it um, kind of as sex talk, you know, uh, oh, I feed you so much, you would become, you know, so fat, you wouldn't be able to move anymore. You're my little piggy, stuff like that. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that, it, I guess, just sort of your relationship with your own body and how it started at a young age with a family who you said was very critical or would say that you were chubby or too heavy. So this decision, if I'm being honest, it, it sort of sounds like a fuck you to them is that 
kind of right <laughs> <laughs> definitely it is kind of a fuck you to society because i i spent so many years you know being paranoid about the way it looked and my weight and i would go on diet after diet after diet even though i, I was you know I, i've always been naturally i would say chubby um you know like even when i don't eat that much even when i was strict myself i've always had you know more shape i would say than um uh, the rest of my family and i've always been kind of put down for, put down for it like if we did a family barbecue i would only be offered salad because they would tell me you should lose weight and men are not attracted to big women <laughs> Mm. and you're going to end up alone and stuff like that. So I think it has been kind of a revenge to be able to finally, you know, eat whatever I want and just enjoy being big and feeling sexy and not caring about beauty and, standards. Yeah, and, and do you genuinely feel that in any situation, even outside of with your boyfriend who obviously wants to gain wants you to continue gaining weight is helping you gain weight but um just when you go outside to the store or anywhere do you truly just feel sort of a sense of control and freedom you know over your body or are you do you ever worry like oh people are judging me or something like that <laughs> yeah so this is also something i kind of wanted to talk about because i've had this conversation with my boyfriend as well and on his side and on feeder's side, it's also not easy to tell people that we're attracted to 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 this. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of judgment around, you know, weight. Um, and gaining weight does come with inconveniences. Um, I mean, physically, like uh, my back hurts. Uh, I get tired easier. Um, to me, all parts of gaining weight, including what could be considered bad, um, is something that I like. Uh, it's something that is part of the fantasy <laughs> of, you know, being big and kind of suffering because of it. That's kind of the whole point. Even more, like potentially more severe health issues? I wouldn't want to have more severe health issues i know other people don't really care about that and kind of practice um this with you know no real regard for what could happen down the line um as i said i still want to be active and stuff so i set a limit for myself but no i don't think it i think about it that much i mean it's kind of like people who you know smoke or drink too much or stuff like that like people sometimes make choices that are bad for their health <laughs> yeah and i don't think they could they should be judged for it necessarily um as long as it doesn't interfere with you know the rest of their lives and um their happiness uh but yeah as i was saying like, on the feeder side i know there's a lot of stigma as well there's a lot of people who feel very guilty for putting their partners um, through physical pain for sexual pleasure. It is something that's very discussed in the community. There are a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of stigma and guilt and shame that comes with it. Um, luckily, I, I live in an area where 
Um, there's a lot of big people and they don't really care. Like I'm not getting judged every day for it. Right. Uh, do you, do you want to be, uh, 250 pounds for the rest of your life? Or is that just a goal you want to hit and then kind of come back down? Or do you want to stay at 250? I would say I, I want to see how I feel at 250 mm. and then go from there. Um, actually, my goal has already been moved a couple of times. Um, because like, did you already beat it? Yeah, I, I got to the to the goal that I wanted to get to and I still felt, you know, I still feel amazing. There's, um, I don't feel like it's keeping me from doing the things that I want to do. Is there a, like, do you, do you, uh, you know, talk to your doctor about like, and get like, you know, blood tests to make sure that everything is like totally fine as you're doing this? I do. Um, yes, I do. Um, and again, luckily I, I live in an area where, you know, I have free healthcare so I can kind of go to the doctor whenever. <laughs> and I did actually talk about it with my doctor and he advised me to you know to be careful uh with weight because it could be dangerous um i do do checkups every once in a while so far um everything's fine i don't have any health issues in relation to my to my weight but i do know that it's something that could become true down the line and i feel like um I'm not sure if, you know, I, I'm not sure yet when I'm at 250. Maybe I'm going to decide to keep going. Right. Well, I was wondering that. I would say the health, the possible health issues are the main reason that I do set limits and I don't want to go um, much further beyond. If there, if there weren't those, like, you know, health issues, would you just like want to be as big as possible oh yeah definitely (laughs) yes and i was wondering too does your do the roles ever reverse with your boyfriend uh or is it are you also attracted to big men or is it just you being big i like kind of you know um chubby men i don't i i I don't know i've never been in a relationship with a really big man um Mm. But I am attracted to them. I'm not attracted at all to, you know, your typical muscular guy. Um, and it's something that's, I don't know, I, I've always been like this. Um, but feeding someone, I do like it, but I wouldn't say it's something that I like as much as being fed and being the one on the receiving end. Yeah. And I want to ask too, just, you know, we're kind of saying before how this choice is essentially a fuck you to your family. Do you still see your family? Is this something that you've explained to them or do you not talk to them about your choices? But, you know, weight is obviously something that is very difficult or impossible to hide. So I'm wondering if you still see them, you know, are they concerned? Do they still say things? Has there been any sort of discussion? There has been a couple of discussions. Like you said, it's really hard to hide um, the fact that I'm gaining weight. And um, it has been hard to explain to them why I keep gaining weight every time 
I see them. Um, my family is actually, my family works in the fashion industry, most of them. Um, so they judge people, like bigger mm. people, very harshly. Um, I'm not saying everyone who works in fashion does, but my family surely does. Um, I remember the first time I went home after I started gaining weight, my brother woke me up at 6 a.m. to go running <laughs> because he wanted to help. And I didn't really tell them why. Like, I haven't told them why I've been gaining weight. I don't think it's something I could really explain to them. Um, but, you know, they're my family. They're concerned for me. Um, they do tell me that they want me to be healthy, uh, but they accept me at the end of the day. You know. Yeah, well, that's that's good to hear that it's not like something that's driving a a wedge between you and your family. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I I find it like interesting because it is something that, for the most part, is sort of the reverse of what you know most people would want. Like everyone's always talking about like in the you know, when the new year starts, like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work out, I'm going to lose weight this year. Like, and then, you know, you have, uh, you know, some people that are actually into the opposite. So it can be a little hard to sort of comprehend, especially because of, you know, the health risks that come with gaining um, that sort of weight. But, you know, basically, what I'm just trying to say is that it is very interesting to hear your mentality on the entire thing of just being like, I actually enjoy the feeling of being full and, you know, feeling like I can't put anything else in my body. And I mean, it's, you know, obviously if you, if you know the, the risks of it and you're, you know, going to the doctor and, and doing your thing, I mean, you know, you're an adult and obviously you should be able to do whatever you want, especially if you're going to do it in like a healthy way. Yeah. I try to, I mean, it's very hard to do in a healthy way um, because the point is kind of, I can eat whatever I want, <laughs> Yeah, but I do try to be careful about what I eat most of the time um in the sense that i try not to eat you know cake every day and stuff like that but i know i'm, I'm kind of like compared to the rest of the community that i see around me maybe i'm on the more careful side um and about feederism itself uh like you said a big fuck you to society and stuff like that. I, I'm sure there are a lot of psychological elements to this that I don't fully understand. Um, but for me, I think it stems from the fact that I was told so many times, no, you can't eat. No, it's ugly to look like this. No, um, you should lose weight. You shouldn't be like this. You should be like this. So I, I think at some point, I was just feeling so self-conscious and I didn't like my body. I felt very, you know, I felt ugly. And I, I know a lot of people can relate, especially women um, can relate to, you know, trying to hide your body and not letting other people see it and feeling self-conscious. Like I spent years, years and years, well into my adult life, I never let any of my boyfriends see me fully naked that was something mm. that i couldn't do and even when i wasn't fat I, I just couldn't do it i would hide my belly during sex no one was allowed to touch it 
And this has been kind of a liberation. Yeah, I, I feel. It, it's it's interesting to hear that. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of freedom. It's control. It's almost the same. It's almost the same thing that people who are kind of excessively working out or want their body to look a certain way. And health aside, but because I do think that there's people that can work out in an unhealthy way too. And having the biggest muscles doesn't always mean you're the healthiest, obviously, but it's, it's sort of, you're, you're trying to reach that same feeling, that same control, you know, over kind of shaping and and owning your body. And it's interesting. And yeah, and I mean, not to, you know, go too deep down this, but I think just what you said is important because there's so many ways that, societal pressure or pressure from in your case you know family people around you fashion industry things like that um you know push people to have uh bad relationships with their body you know or or not feel worthy or, or good enough and you know we've seen eating disorders or yep yeah yeah and um you know that's something that you know hopefully even just in the mainstream in general kind of feederism aside and everything. Um, I know one story that was nice to hear recently, Joe, I know you could relate cause you're a big mayor of East town fan. Uh, but you know, there's a, there's a sex scene in there and this story came out that the, I guess editor was like, Oh, to Kate Winslet, like your stomach showing in this and we can get that out for you. And she was like, no way. Like, People need to see that. That's realistic, like you were saying. Like your your stomach's going to have curls in it or, you know, maybe you're not completely ripped and toned. And, uh, you know, small thing recently, but, you know, just that that realism isn't depicted, you know, often. And I think we've, we've had this type of conversation on a lot of other shows related to eating disorders, body issues, and things like that. But, um, you know, it's there's, there's still a lot of pressure uh, on people to you know, look a certain way or there to be a certain type of body to be attracted to. So, uh, but overall, like really interesting to hear this. This is something that we've never, you know, really have taken a dive into. And, you know, before we wrap, is there anything else that you just want to leave listeners with, whether it be people who, you know, maybe are, are into this, interested in getting into this, or even the person out there who's like, this is, this is bad. No one should be doing this. Just kind of anything that you want to leave listeners with. Yeah, I would say just try to look for something that makes you happy and makes you feel good. Um, and find people also who accept who accept you for who you are. Um, like I said, I've always had issues with you know relationships and partners, and it wasn't until I met people who were into this that I kind of found you know my people and people who were attracted to you know girls that look like me um and i think yeah it's important for people to know that it's out there it exists it's not true what they tell you that men aren't attracted to big women because that's a big lie (laughs) um but yeah I, i would say just find whatever works for you and makes you happy and I think, yeah, as long as you have that, there's nothing really else to to add for me. Um, awesome. Well, we, we appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on the show and uh, taking the time to talk to us uh, and, you know, kind of shine a light on this uh, community and your personal situation with it as well. 
no problem it was a pleasure yeah well thank you so much Before we get to our final thoughts, we do have sponsors for today. Uh, our first one being BetterHelp. BetterHelp uh, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed pro- uh, professional therapist online. Uh, so you just sign on and uh, they'll get you communicating in just under 48 hours. So you can talk to a licensed professional about, you know, anxiety or depression or anything. They have people who uh, specialize in different types of things. So whatever you're kind of going through, they could find someone that specializes in that sort of problems. Um, but yeah, go check out BetterHelp. Uh, they are great. Uh, you can communicate, like I said, just under 48 hours. So it's a pretty quick uh, startup. They make it also very seamless to transfer from therapist to therapist. So you need to like find the right one for you. Um, but yeah, you can also get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash OPL. Uh, again, that is 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash OPL. They also make it very easy to communicate. You can talk to them on the phone or FaceTime or text or things like that. So they make it very easy. It's kind of in your hands if this is something that you've wanted to get into. Um, you know, I've been in therapy for almost two years now, um, I think, or like a year and a half. And uh, it's great. I think that everyone should be doing it. Um, but yeah, betterhelp.com slash OPL. We'll get you 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. So definitely um, go check them out. Next here we have Honey. Uh, Honey is a free online uh, shopping tool that scours the internet for uh, promo codes and applies the best ones to your cart. So you just end up shopping. It's also free. So you free you download it for free. It's on your browser. And then you just shop online like you normally would. And uh, Honey will just always be springing into action and, and let you know if there is a coupon code or a promo code or anything out there. Uh, that can save you money. And it does save a lot of people money. They have over 17 million members and over $2 billion in savings, okay? And this is just saving money that you would otherwise, you don't have to do anything. It kind of just does it for you. And like I said, it costs no money. There's no contract or anything. It's just free, installs in a few seconds. Um, But yeah, you can get it for free at joinhoney.com slash OPL. Again, that is joinhoney.com slash OPL. I have it on all of my computers because I do a lot of online shopping and it just randomly will save me 40 bucks here, 10 bucks here or whatever. Any saving any money is is best. And also it's a good tool for knowing that you're paying the absolute like best price that you can. If there is no promo code or anything out there for this particular item, they will tell you that as well. So, you always know that you're not getting uh you're not overpaying for anything. Um, so again, that is joinhoney.com slash OPL to get it for free. Our next sponsor for today is Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is the only thing that will keep your balls looking fresh and clean. And yes, I mean your actual balls uh, because they are back with their performance package 4.0 that contains their lawnmower 4.0. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's not an actual lawnmower. Well, it is, but it's for your downstairs, how you do on your balls. Uh, it's a fourth generation trimmer that has a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming incidents, uh, accidents, I should say, grooming accidents. Um, and let me be the first to tell you that uh, accidentally cutting your balls while shaving them is uh, some of the worst pain ever. I feel like one time I did it and almost bled out. Uh, but this will help protect your balls, fellas, okay? So you want to get the 4.0 fourth generation trimmer. It's going to protect you from all that. Uh, their performance package also features their weed whacker ear and nose trimmer. Uh, ball deodorant, reviver toner, and performance boxer briefs, okay? Also a travel bag, okay? So when you're going on vacation, you can take all this with you. You want to be fresh all the time. Uh, you can do it. Um, this package uh, will take care of everything you need as it pertains to downstairs, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, and right now, you can get 20% off with free shipping by using the code OPL at manscaped.com. Again, that is 20% off and free shipping uh, at manscaped.com. Use the, com- the promo code OPL 
and you will get that. Uh, fellas, if you're out there, obviously you're not just going to let it go how you're doing, grow it crazy. So in order to be safe and get like the best on the market, manscaped.com, use the promo code OPL, you get 20% off on this thing, okay? And free shipping, so go, uh, go check that out. Very interesting episode. Uh, I would be very curious to hear your thoughts because uh, Greg is maybe the antithesis of this because <laughs> he's like the one of the healthiest and cleanest eaters uh, I know. Yeah, man, but that's not always healthy too, and I've said it before. And there's uh, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you, any extreme is bad, but yes, yes. The, and and I guess that's what this is. This is the extreme on one end of the spectrum. I'm not saying I'm extreme on the other, but it's uh, you know, the, psychologically, it's it's tough, man. Like the relationships most of us have with our bodies. But uh, I think just in her case, I guess the the positive is what she said that she truly feels the most comfortable in her own skin this way. I guess Mm -hmm. the hardest thing to wrap your head around and that I think a lot of people will have trouble is just the, you just want her to be okay as she goes through this journey and you want her to be safe because there's no denying that that gets into dangerous territory. So full transparency, I'm going to be completely honest. As soon as she started listing the, and this is me just being real. As soon as she started listing like the cake and the fast food and you know whatever all that I'm just in my head I'm like oh my god you know like that is an insane amount of food and like because I know how food affects me I'm very sensitive to food and I'm like oh my god like how can people do that you know or like why would you do that like I understand like of course of course that if you're an adult do whatever the hell you want obviously but in my head where what you just said you just want someone to be okay. You just want them to like be aware of, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then my opinion completely changed when she mentioned, you know, cigarettes and alcohol. Cause that's another thing where it's like, we all know now, especially in this year, the effects of alcohol and cigarettes. And some people are like, I'm fucking doing it anyway. Like, I know this could give me lung cancer, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to, you know, three packs a day. Like, I, I will fu- I'm still going to do it because, you know, this is how I want to live my life. And it's like, what are you going to say to people who want to do that? Nothing. Mm-hmm. And it is unfortunate because I think that everyone feels like they want to be some sort of savior for people who are overweight of being like, no, this is what you got to do. This is the diet plan. This is the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, there are people out there that, I mean, there are people who like obviously need help or a kick in the butt because they want it, but they're, you know, whatever they have commitment issues to working out or whatever the fuck the case may be. But there are also people out there that are like, this is what I'm into. Like, I want to be 250 pounds. Like, I realize that this comes with a possible heart attack or some sort of cardiac, you know, whatever, heart disease. Um, and if they're aware of that and they're like, then like, what can you really say? Like, you can't save everyone's life. You can't mm-hmm. like tell people what to do. Like, you could do that for children, but when people are adults and they're fully aware of, you know, it would be like me finding everyone who smokes cigarettes and like, being like, oh no, you got to get into this program. They'll get you off nicotine, get a patch on you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like no one does that. So like, it's, I don't know. I know, I know. It's, uh, it's tough to wrap your head around for that reason. And it's, uh, it's just interesting to know, to have that conversation and 
to know that she feels the same way that you or I might feel about, you know, our bodies being a certain way or, you know, for her, 250 pounds is the same desire as a six pack for others, you know? Yeah. And there's no denying, like if you're going through that journey, if you're putting yourself through that, that it is true pleasure that she's getting from it. And, you know, I believe her when she says just feeling like she, took back control, you know, of her body that she does feel free. Uh, but it'll be interesting. And she, and she did admit to like, there's probably a lot going on psychologically here that, you know, I don't even understand. And I do wonder if yeah. she would ever, you know, take the time, whether it's therapy or, or anything to explore the relationship with her family or particular trauma, perhaps, you know, something that, you know, has, has sparked this, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, her and, and a lot of people out there and a lot of people who are doing this probably even more frequently or, or bigger weight goals or no goal, just get as big as you can get and, and be immobile and, and get taken care of. Uh, but there's, there's so much that intertwines in this, which was interesting to hear because it's yeah. her, her family and, and the relationship with her body that kind of stemmed from like her family's perspective. And then, just like the sexual arousal portion of it as well, you know, which is, which is interesting. Uh, but there's no denying, which is, I know sounds ironic that it's a lot of work and dedication to do what she's doing. You know, I know no, one of her points was like, we're just lazy and want to do nothing and don't want to work and just want to eat all day. But it's, you know, that is her workout regimen like as crazy as that you're not wrong because i also know people uh my friend josh for instance when he first started working out he was very small very skinny it was very hard for him to put on weight even now he's super strong if you saw him you would think that he weighs a lot but he doesn't and he wants to weigh more but he he doesn't know how like because it would take so much to be like i have to eat all this chicken and like i have to do all like you know whatever like the working out thing is one point, but it's like actually gaining weight for some people is very hard. And to do it, you have to be like dedicated to it. Not saying, you know, these are the same things, but you know, it's, it's, I would say it's pretty difficult to put on whatever that was. It's like 50, 60 pounds in a year. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's tough, man. I mean, that's what's and, and weird like, that that crossover of the type of fine. dedication it takes yeah yeah like I, I you know for me like i said i'm very sensitive to food so like not saying that i eat healthy all the time like now my eating habits have changed uh in the past like four years and i eat like a lot healthier now but it's literally just out of necessity like literally because i just don't f- like feel good if i eat like shit mm-hmm. like i can't eat a bunch of cheese and eat pizza all the time and like Ha- also have energy to to exercise which i enjoy doing or or to even go out with my friends or whatever like I'll, I'll be lazier if i just put that kind of stuff in my body but if i guess if it doesn't affect you in the way that it affects me and and you're like okay with you know or, or it does dice, but you you like that i think that's the point well, that it, too, yeah. it definitely affects the way it affects i think the average person of like oh i'm too full it's just that there's arousal behind that. There's a desire to have that feeling. And yeah, I mean, look, this is a, you know, this is something that is, it's difficult to form a final opinion here. (laughs) I think we're being completely honest just because we just spoke to someone that feels like they're on the right path for them and they're happy and they're doing it in a way that they feel is right, safe, and and they're genuinely 
happier than they've ever been because of this journey. Obviously, it goes against everything we've learned, kind of health-wise. Uh, so it's or that it's, we just enjoy. Like, because yeah, at the end of the day, like she's saying, like you know, I want to be two fifty. I think that's like a good weight. And I'm like, that is like in my head, I'm like, that is like oh, very, that's very heavy. Like that's mm. a dangerous weight to be. You know, like so she just has a definition, dif- different definition than we do when it comes to that number. Um, but all of that, I guess, gets thrown out of the window when it's like this is where I'm comfortable, this is where it makes me feel better. Um, you know, what the fuck am I going to say? Well, to that? well you we're know, not like here we, to tell her what to do. Like, it's exactly. what you said. It's like, like, she's, it's this, hard this to, is her decision. That's not what we're trying to do here. But yeah, it, no. it, it, it is hard. It's just very hard to understand and, and, and form a final thought because she just seemed so happy. <laughs> like, yeah. so I'm, I'm really curious what, what people think, you know, as, as well after hearing this. Uh, I think it's very shocking in in a lot of ways to hear you know this particular lifestyle choice um but curious to hear and leave comments too yeah definitely want to see what the conversation around this is for sure yeah um for anyone out there like i said earlier if you want to be a part of the show don't hesitate to reach out to us you can go to our website oplshow.com or just send us an email directly at oplpodcast at gmail.com yeah and follow us on instagram at opl podcast if you want to become a patron go to patreon.com slash opl show for those bonus episodes and to be part of our charitable venture called helping other people so check that out at patreon.com slash opl show and uh let's get this youtube to 100k subscribers so if you're watching this and you're not subscribed come on we're close close. uh but that is all that is all we'll see you guys next time